Welcome to episode 7 of the podcast. Today I'm joined by Job. Oi, oi. How are you <laughs> Good, mate. You? Yeah, not bad. Well, it's, it's been a while since I saw you two first. This has been interesting as well. I oh, know. I've got an extra bit of drawing on my uh, forearm since the last one. I know you showed me that too far. That's good. That's right. That's good. Mate, I'm going to start off with a question or start anyone else off. Um, I don't know what to ask you to fair, but I was going to go, what's your favourite drink? Um, and if it's a spirit or something, like what make of drink? Oh, mate, my favourite drink at the minute is espresso martini. Because I love coffee. I went to the Lake District with my missus a couple of years ago, three years ago now, and we went to a bar. I must have had about ten of them. I just kept saying, yeah, we'll have another another one. And I just, ever since then, I've just been obsessed with it. Mate, I think if I had one drink at the minute, I'd be, like, fucked, probably, because I haven't drunk for that long. Obviously, I'll be on the edge, I'm going to cricket tomorrow. I know, after about a couple of pints, I'll be like, yeah. I'll be winning around the stand. I don't know yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't drink that much straight lockdown, and then, kind of, Last couple of weeks, I went to Liverpool to meet one of my old managers. First couple of drinks, mate, I was literally going, nah, I'm not going to last the day, I'm not. Well, people say, everyone did it, but we would go, like, actually start drinking properly and go out again. Man, I'm just going to stag you, I think, in September. <laughs> mate, that's going to be messy. Oh, I'm probably won't make the, I think it's the weekend, I won't make the second day. Yeah. I'll be in bed, I think. Uh, oh, mate, so we used to work together with man back in the day. Yeah, the um, old days. <laughs> the days. Mate, what was it like being a PT back then? I loved it to be fair. I did love it to be like essentially getting paid to keep fit. Which, when I left it, when I left it was diff- it was difficult to keep the motivation to keep going. Well, I do love training, but it's just the diet and everything. But when I was PT, I loved it. I loved teaching spin. Spin was probably one of my favourite things to do. Oh mate, it's the spin classic days. example list. <laughs> oh mate, you get, you get your tunes on and yeah. uh, just have a bit of fun in the spin studio. Um, Ellen, we worked together for man. It's been like four or five years. Yeah. That's ages ago, yeah. <laughs> Which we met, what, six years ago? I left 20, May 2015, yeah. No, I man, six years. I think I've been at a new place about four years, I think. Did you go straight into your new job then, did you, after you finished there? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm literally about three weeks after. Was it? Three weeks Have you been over since? No, no. Okay. <laughs> three jobs since. Okay. What was it like going into a different kind of industry after? It was weird. weird. It's yeah. like literally starting all over again, but I was lucky. I was... The first group of lads when I moved over to British Gas when I started there, they were all they were all good lads to be fair. We were just on the training down Leicester all week, and it was just we used to go out every night. <laughs> it was just different for me because I was starting in the industry, like, and it's not only change, I suppose, really. Even though I work for public sector, so private, might say change after that. I think I, I, I could see myself going back into it though. I was to, I, that's one of the questions I got to ask. To be fair, would you would you go back? Yeah. Would you do it again? If yeah, if it was if the right right opportunity arose, I'd go back into it hundred percent. Was your favourite bit about? Like PT and stuff, man. It was just the different the different types of people you get. So you get someone with an injury, and it just makes you think rather than just going through the motions of, oh well, I've got the same person because you always get the same people. I just want to lose a bit of body fat. Mm-hmm. One of this, one of that. <laughs> then when you get someone that say, right, I've got weak knees, I need to strengthen up my knees, or I've got a weak upper body, I need to do that. And you have got different areas to focus on. I just like the difference, the diff, like the diff, the difference between different people. I used to just like, you know, it's not the same. Every every, every session is not going to be the same. Do you do you ever use any of your PT stuff now? Like when you train yourself, or yeah, all the time. Yeah, mm. I've got I've gone through a stage now where it's quite weird because on, on a back day, I'll in between every set I'll do ten press ups, mm. but for the for the entire session, so it look like I'm racking up like six hundred press ups in a session. <laughs> it's weird. When you think, well, I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. When I think, if if I think I'm going to do six hundred press ups this session, there's no way I do. Mm. True. Yeah, it's good for when you put like that, I suppose, yeah. If you're in between, you don't realise you do it, do you? Really? Yeah, literally. Because it's not, it's not conflicting superset, is it, where 
if you do it, say like if I'm doing back and then I'm going to do some biceps as well. If I do a back exercise and I do or doing chest exercise, technically I'm still resting. Mm, true. Yeah, we're, we're chatting after this. Anybody's listening, and we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, we definitely not do press ups. Uh, <laughs> right, well, like I think the best thing about when, especially when we were together, was oh, so the banter and like yeah, oh, some of the people in there it's just laughing on it, man. Some of the last used to have and some of the jokes. He might some of the jokes he's playing like each other and stuff. Man was the best. I yeah, think. Man, I, I used to love it. I remember. It was, you just come in and you just knew you'd look who was on shift the next day and you go okay here we go <laughs> especially if you're on a weekend <laughs> oh yeah yeah mate it's the best one it's like oh yeah there's things I can't talk about but yeah there's, there's <laughs> that's definitely a laugh there's a few stories there I think for the uh, for future reference I think mate I'll tell you what I'm gonna ask, I was going to ask you anyway but have you got a funniest moment when you're working fitness man oh um, probably a few to be fair yeah, to, yeah, there's a couple. I mean, well, it, it's not even fitness related as such. It was poolside when um, one of the older boys. I don't know. It, I think it might have been. Um, weren't Mick? It was one of the older boys, and he was swimming in the pool, mm. and he pushed off the side, and his trunks, his shorts were going down ever so ever so slowly. The further he got, he got to the end of the pool, his shorts were there, and his ankles had to run down and tell him. Just kids in the pool as well. Oh man, stuff like that. But the funniest fitness thing. I've ever, I've ever seen was probably in spin class when the pedals come off. Oh yeah, oh mate, <laughs> the one leg's still going, and they've literally got the one leg, and they're doing that. I think people still don't, don't expect it as well. Yeah. So this is really funny. Well, not really funny, but <laughs> they're going alpha, they're going alpha leather on a sprint track, and then all of a sudden pedals come off, and they've just literally got to move the foot out of the way, otherwise they're just going to get gashed then. So yeah, yeah. I think my one of the funniest times I had, I mean, it was on shift. And um, somebody coming to me in the gym, it's like, there's, there's somebody asleep on a machine. I saw her. I was like, what? Asleep on a machine? He's like, yeah, yeah. So I went and told our manager at the time then. And uh, <laughs> like, they come in, and literally, like, this woman was sitting on the leg extension, and it looked like she was full on the sleeve. And he had to go to her, and he had to say, like, can you can you get off the machine, basically? <laughs> she's sitting there. And that was one of the funniest things. I, like, at the time, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I even do? Do I even say, like, can you wake up? I had, I had one at Village actually. It was um, an induction, and it was when it was like the, the old setup. You know, we used to have the rows down the bottom on yeah. the right hand side. So I brought them in. And I said, right, we're just going to warm up. I was like, have you got much experience with exercise? Have you been a member of a gym anywhere else? And they're like, no, but I've done a bit of running this that, and the other. So I thought, okay, you're a paramedic, so you know. Obviously, if you're dehydrated or you haven't had nothing, hmm. you, it's, it's just a write off. Don't don't come and train. So I got him on the on the row machine, right? Like two and a half minutes in, he's like, oh, I've got to stop. I've got to stop. I'm going to faint. I was like, you're going to faint? Do you have anything to eat? He went, no, well, I'll add a banana at, at four o'clock this morning. <laughs> and, and honestly, he got up and I had to catch him. And then I had to literally usher him round to the, the sofa outside. I had to sit with him. I had to go and grab him an energy drink. I had to go up to Starbucks and get him like a piece of toast and something like that. Was weird. He was literally out for the count and I didn't see him again after that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell anybody about that one now? Um, so, you know what, I used to not, I'd never used to be able to train after I ate, you know, like, I'd never used to eat before, and then we used to teach as well, Yeah. I'd never used to eat before I teach, or at least be a couple of hours before, but now, it's the other way around, you know, I, I couldn't train now without eating, like, sort of decent before. Yeah. I'd, I used to have a routine, before spin, every Monday, half nine, because I used to teach abs before, and I used to have a set routine every Monday, if I was off shift or on shift, I'd come in, 
if I was if I was already in, I'd already be able to do it. But I used to come in early, and I always used to have ham and cheese croissant from Starbucks, and I used to have I used to have the coffee before every spin, and a pre workout as well. You got a little caffeine in here, yeah. caffeine, mate. Oh, I used to be obsessed with pre workouts <laughs> when I was there. Oh, I think we all have, man. I think we all have. We'll come on to that in a bit. <laughs> uh, what was it like teaching classes, mate? Then. Yeah, I loved it. To be fair, especially nothing better than when you got a full class, especially with spin, and everyone's doing well. I say everyone. You always, you know, when you're doing the press tracks, so or you're doing like left or right, and then someone goes down the opposite way. But yeah, just used. To, I used to buzz off that. To be fair, I used to get the disco lights on and yeah, yeah it, was the atmosphere, it was the atmosphere, and there you could just close the door and just have the music as loud as you want, and that was it then. Well, you used to get the complaints about the noise. <laughs> yeah, they come down. You turn the music down. I just used to look and go, no. <laughs> no. Mate, it's like nine o'clock in the morning. Who's not up? Who's not up at nine o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Fair enough, there might be some people who are like, I don't know. But it's nine o'clock. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean, you're shopping in a hotel. Surely you'd be up and doing stuff now. And we're in the, we're in the basement. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was underground. Yeah, to be fair, I did go up before and it was like, you could hear the music from like, the first floor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, what do you expect? Yeah. We teach that time, you know what I mean? Like, what, what can you do about it, man? Um, Oh, mate, like, I'm trying to think of a funny thing happened, man. Oh, do you know what happens quite a lot? It happened the other day at my work. Somebody fell off a treadmill, man. <laughs> no, not, it's not funny, yeah. but it is in a way, because, like, I don't know. Can you do what to... I've, I've seen it, I've seen it, yeah, where they're trying to sprint, and they try and stand on the side, and they miss, they miss yeah. the step, and they just go, boom, and they get, fl- they get flown off. Mate, it's not... I don't know if it's the... I think one is the noise, and, like, it's everyone else yeah. around them who react. Like, I don't know, I think it was before... I think it was before all this started with COVID, and this this lad was on the treadmill and he was going quick, like he was probably going for it. And all of a sudden he fell, and all you heard was "ooh," like you say, everyone around him. Yeah. <laughs> but then the bloke tried to get back on while he was still going. I was like, "Mate, what are you doing? You're gonna kill yourself, mate." Yeah, At least I had to go. Yeah, I just had to go up to him. I was like, I didn't want to make it look a knob, yeah. so I had to go up to him. Like I was still next to him. I was like, "You're right, mate." Yeah. I was like, "Do you know how to use it and stuff?" <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Oh, mate." It's just everyone's else reaction. Ooh. I had a good one uh, in the field. Over in rugby, you know, you've got the the curved treadmills, mm. and you can run alpha. You can literally go like the yeah, yeah. on. This geezer's on there, and he's running, and he's like, he's like, I'll go faster, I'll go faster. Mate, he goes faster. He misses his footing, and his face plants the uh, the treadmill, and it, he scoops up, and you steer it like that. You see him go, and then he's he's getting up, and he's just moving his t shirt, and he's as if no one's looked, and then he goes to the toilet, mate, and he just literally just. He, he comes out with all of his stuff and he just walks out <laughs> and I see him get in the car through the window and when I finish my session he's still in the car he's still in the car holding his arm <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> oh mate I, I see so many people do it on Instagram or whatever I, I think it's just embarrassing isn't it, man? you know what I mean the woman said to me the other day it's fresh like embarrassed she's doing voice in me I mean luckily it was pretty quiet to be fair I said at least it wasn't peak time and like it wasn't oh, packed yeah. I said but it's just one of the things that, like, you just yeah. don't expect to happen do you? <laughs> no no I'm lucky. I've never fell off a treadmill before. I've sat on something where the pin wasn't in properly. Mm. And I've literally shot right down to the bottom. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And I've literally looked around and just said, has anyone seen me? No, I'm all right then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's happened a lot of stuff, mate. Um, what's, at the minute, what's your favourite type of training? <sighs> it varies at the minute. Because at the minute, I'll do push-pull legs, and then I'll do a cardio day. Hmm. But I'll just repeat that every time. But I'll change rep range in there. And the tempo and things like cardio, I usually do 45 minutes on the boxing bag. Hmm. Just, and then do a little bit of tobacco training at the you end. You always been to boxing, you always been to like Yeah, I did, keep, I did keep boxing for ages before, and, hmm. um, and it's just something I've always enjoyed. I don't, I don't get tired doing it as such. You know, when I get tired, but you know, I don't lose my breath, I don't gasp for air. Yeah. If I'm running, all I, all I think about is I'm knackered. 
I can't concentrate on anything else. Whereas with spinning, when I was teaching, that was fine because I was teaching other people. I wasn't concentrating on what I was doing as such. I was just going through the motion, and that's what I did with her. Okay. You say it's all um, like white space, really? Yeah, space it's just mainly white space, yeah. Yeah. It depends from session to session. I'll, I'll either go on pure volume or I'll do a bit of strength and I'll just put, add a bit more white, but I never try, I never try an ego lift anymore. <laughs> I'm past that now. <laughs> I've, I've, mate, I've like, I've lost the same as you, trying weight training all the time. I, yeah, I never do cardio, I hate it. I'm passionate, I'll go for a walk, I see. Um, but yeah, the weight training. So I've been trying to like go heavier, as obviously like aesthetically, like showing like yeah. more repetition, more volume, like you said. Um, but like the, the one with max stuff, mate, that's solid. It's so hard. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do that like every week or twice a week. I think with the one rep, one rep max thing, you need someone to train with as well. Mm. I wouldn't, I'd never attempt it on my own. Yeah. Because that video, have you, have you seen the video of that guy where he's peck? Oh, yeah, yeah. Off his chest. Yeah. And he had someone with him. That, that, that stuff like that puts me off doing it. Yeah. But to be fair, I've tried to call it, I, I know, like on a bench, if I get to a certain way, I know I ain't lifting that. Like if I, obviously, like when I try it, if I get down, I ain't getting back up and like, there's no one around yeah. or no one training me. I'm stuck. You know what I mean? On bench press, I was stuck on three plates solid for ages. I couldn't do it. Hmm. And then the one day, I just put some. I put weights on. I had to use different um, different weights. And I, I couldn't. I couldn't think what weight they were. They just looked. I, I skimmed and I saw a zero. I thought they were ten. But they were twenty. I thought. Oh, I took it off. I thought this feels a bit heavy. And I did one. Put it back on. And then I checked the weight. And I was like, "Fucking hell, I've done it." <laughs> but I didn't think about it. If, but again, it's mental. If you think about it, and you concentrate, and okay. This, this, you know, this is a PR, this is if I do this. You put too much pressure on you know I, I tell people all the time, it's half his mental, man. If you, if you like, if you think about the weight and you try and do it, you're probably not going to do it because you're thinking about it. Yeah. Whereas if you don't, like if I, I'm sure I did some before, I didn't tell them I put more weight on and do you know what, they lifted it. It's not till after they did it, they was like, is that heavier? I was like, yeah. But it's because I didn't know. If you don't physically tell someone don't think about the weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're lifting it more. I'm sure they still don't before, to be fair, they showed that. But um, yeah, I've, I've done it somewhere before, and like I said I could lift it. Yeah. Even on the thought they couldn't. You'd have said to me beforehand, nah, I ain't lifting that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you've got to try it, because sometimes if you don't try it, then. I remember the ones I got stuck down, I'd bench press, and I got stuck down, and like I got stuck, I was like, oh, God, but luckily somebody come out of it out me. <laughs> I think mean, that's the other thing as well, people are scared of doing that, getting yeah, stuck, yeah. you know what I mean? People are scared of looking, people are scared of yeah, looking like. I think they're looking idiot, but realistically, if you, if you don't try it, you're never going to do it, are you? So. You've got to fail sometimes, yeah? yeah. You've got to fail to progress kind yeah. of thing sometimes. You know, you talk about your kickboxes for. Did you do anything when you were younger then? Did you do, like, sports and stuff? Or any, like... Yeah, I did football. Played football for a little while. And then I got to I got to about 12, 13, and I chose kickboxing over football. Mm. How, how come you chose kickboxing? Because I was, I was doing quite well at it, and I was, I, was, I was on my brown belt at the time, and I got my black belt the year after. Did you? So that that's that's the sole reason why I did why I chose it. And I just enjoyed it more at the time. When did you stop doing kickboxing? <sighs> Probably when I was around about eighteen, nineteen. Is that because of working and stuff, or just beer basically? Let's <laughs> 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 be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it was just go, going out and have, having a bit more of a laugh rather. Than, oh, I just weren't committed enough at the time. Yeah, yeah no match. As soon as you, you're eighteen and you have your first first legal beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least you're honest. Then you get the taste, and that's it. Yeah, but at least you're honest, you know what I mean? Some people still say, oh, yeah, it's because of... No, nah, mate, it's just because... Oh, I got injured really badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it, was, it was alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when you turned to that age, you're just like, oh, I'm going to do something else now instead of just doing uh, yeah. kickboxing all the time. What, um, what was your favourite part about kickboxing? Was it the thing of, like, 
beating people up or is it like <laughs> <laughs> or is it the actual training stuff of it just, tra- just training I enjoyed the process mm. I think that that's why I got that's why I got the, the, the black belt and got as far as I did with that because I just enjoyed it how long did it take to get a black belt then in total four years mm. I started when I was nine I got it when I was 13 I say because martial arts it takes a while to get your jiu-jitsu belt probably so. the longest yeah I think so, some people it takes them like nine ten years to even get a black belt that's, I know people like I've, that's become um, like a big thing now I think jiu-jitsu and especially combat sports stuff like yeah. that um, but it's not as easy to get your belts as people think I don't know nah. like it takes years isn't it like it's not like a five minute process and what with your black with your black belt and stuff most most of them it's all about technique and if you're capable and yeah, you, you have to do it for so long, but I, I, was, I think the black belt exam was six hours long mm. throughout the day. We had, obviously, had breaks in between, um, but yeah, you had to you had to spar, you had to show technique in what they were requ- requesting you to do. That to see you teach, and it was just a number of different things. It was it was difficult because it was hard to concentrate being a teenager as well. And you think, oh, I can't be honest with this. Yeah, yeah. Just literally clock watching when it's over, but it was worth it in the end. I was glad I did it. It was black belt the highest in kickboxing. Uh, you can get that was I got first dan black belt. You can get up to like eight dans in, in there, and they're just ridiculous, man. Like Jackie Chan type shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chan. <laughs> um, remember, like remember when I just got a tangent. Remember when like courses for like the classes we had to teach and stuff. Yeah, mate. How like we had to spend like hours and stuff. I don't know what your spin course like, but I remember this sprint once. And uh, the sprint course, mate, my ass, <laughs> sit yeah, on the yeah, bike yeah. all day. Yeah, walking like John Wayne. Oh, mate, days, yeah. well, it's hurting. Like, what do you think some of the course you went on, mate? Was you aching for days? Mate, I'll tell, you the, I'll tell you the worst one, right? It was when Chris was still there. And he went, I walked in on the morning, I had my stuff to train. He said, you're going on a kettle size course. <laughs> Am I? I said, yeah. He said, it's only a day. And it's upstairs. I said, okay, I'll go up and do it. Mate, that's the worst pan I've ever been in my life. <laughs> Never, ever, ever again. Just literally four or five hours of just using a kettlebell. And I've, I've never been in so much pain in all my life. The guy that had done it was some ex-army type guy mm. off his nut. And I was just there going, yeah, okay, yeah, this is not too bad. And I was literally, I was trying to get a lighter kettlebell. <laughs> I was like, going, have they got any lighter kettlebells here? I'm dying. <laughs> I'm not, and I went on the, like, people who like take part of the classes, if you listen to this, just think, it's not as easy as you think, you know. Like, and I'm going to teach for like an hour that week when you come, but I'll tell you the courses. I went on body pump course, and back oh, then, yeah. Les Mills used to be three days back then. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. And, mate, oh, like, by day two, I was dead. And we still had another full day to go. Like, imagine, like, when we teach, obviously, it's an error class, but we had to do that, like, several times throughout the days. So, like, in total, you probably do, like, 20 times. Just that class, you I know what I mean? I think, well, I think me and Laura got sent to, to do body pump course in. I think it was Loughborough, mm. and that was two, three days. Uh, the, some guy, the guy that was teaching the, the body pump looked like Gerard Butler at 300. <laughs> <laughs> he, was a, he was a machine. And then we were like, right, we're going to run through. He did like a little bit of a, a taster class. He did half of the tracks and said, right, this is the timing, things like that. Then he said, right, now I've done half of it. We're going to start from scratch, do the whole thing again. And we had to go through it about three or four times. And he said, start off with lightweights, get your technique right, and get the timing right. Then he, the, on the night time, you go and practice. Then you have to do your sort of part where you teach your song and then you get different songs to do. And then the third day, that's when they assessed us and it was just, yeah. I enjoyed it though. It was good. Yeah, it's it, good. It, it was graft. We did, a, we did a body pump challenge on the second day. I think the second day, body pump challenge. That was horrible. Like you have to do like, I think they picked eight exercises, you paired up. Eight exercises. But you had to go like, imagine like a clean and press. Yeah. You had to go like, 
two or three times heavier than you would like normally and like you have to like just try and do it and then i got paired with a woman as well and i had to help her lift the weights like for squats yeah obviously she couldn't physically lift that weight onto her back so i tell her i was like i'm being like done over here yeah and then for warm-up men just go in the car park like five times I'm like mate this is like this is body pump got this torsion this is like um but then when they changed to two days and like say we're on the sprint course and mate my ass i sat on a bike for like that many hours over two days it killed me mate i remember doing my pt course and we um went through the spin bit and that was two or three days I'm out after the first day it's like you say it's like you've been sitting on like a, a rock and it's been digging into your thighs and just on the just on the glutes as well and yeah, I couldn't man. sit down mm. I had to sit down on a cushion <laughs> <laughs> on a big rubber ring yeah. for them um, you know we you did your PT course yeah how long did it take to do your PT course it's like a six week thing it was a six week thing yeah. was it yeah I wish I'd have done it a bit longer because it was all the, the year I passed and I was when you pass you still feel proper green You've not had the experience of, I'm going to work in a place and gradually go up. It was just kind of slapdash, right, this is, you're going to go all in, head first, do everything. And you still, I still felt gaps in my knowledge a little bit. So it was kind of like, I've got to go away. I learnt more when I worked at Village than when I did my PT stuff. It's experience, isn't it, man? Yeah. You have to go in there and get the experience, though. You're in, like, actually try it. Like, I know people can pass course, like, yeah, six or 12 weeks now. And, like, the problem is now, I think the passing, they will actually think, like, they know everything now. Yeah. That's the difference. Whereas like when we did it, like you got you got tucked into some kind of like like also the village or whatever, and like you get the experience then. Whereas now it's just like oh yeah, I passed, that's it now. And you've got social media as well. Oh mate. So you can literally look at these fitness pages where they've got these things where it's like you know, did you know a carrot does more benefits you more than a certain thing, and did you know an apple wakes you up in the morning more than a coffee does or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So they've got all that type of stuff. Whereas. Makes us, sound, makes us sound really old, man. We're only 30, but... <laughs> I know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when we was... I said to Mel before, and I do like, back when we started, social media really wasn't a big thing, was it? Like, Facebook was, like, obviously, just Facebook. And Instagram had just died, probably, then. It wasn't a big yeah. thing. And now it's, like, the biggest thing around, man. It's like online training. Yeah. Like, online training was never a thing. And now it's... Like, even I've had to... Because online training, not just because of lockdown, but, like, cause it's just a big thing now. Yeah. So you can basically coach somebody from anywhere in the world and let's coach them you don't have to be there anymore it's still weird what's the biggest issue you had through covid with everything like having every, having everything to be online and this that and the other and not not physically not physically sort of seeing people to go through it with them yeah probably like it's you know when you're trying to get somebody to do something like mate we know from face to face pt like how hard it was to get people to do things right yeah do the or, right, yeah, yeah or just even to explain things sometimes then to have to do it like we've not been there with them or like is it online or for a video yeah. or something yeah. and I still don't get it like it's, that's hard um, and also the problem is as well I can't I don't know what that person's doing unless I see them or see like the video or whatever they're showing me what they've tracked it I haven't got a clue what they're doing yeah. so I'm giving them everything to do but if they're not sticking to that how can I guarantee like it's hard, it's harder to make sure they're staying accountable as well isn't it yeah of course you know what I mean like you could I could say to you oh yeah mate like I went to eat like 2000 calories something like that I ain't got a clue what you're eating. Unless yeah, you're yeah, tracking yeah. it and showing me. Yeah. I mean, and I can't force them to. Obviously, that's what I want everyone to do, show me. But yeah. if they're not, I can't force them to show me. And if they're not showing me, I'm guaranteed they're probably not sticking to it. Yeah, exactly. And then they're going to come to me and be like, oh, I'm losing weight. But that's not... It's, it's your own accountability. Yeah. I can't be there 24-7 to like, make sure you're doing what's You're not saying. losing weight. You're eating more than you think you are. I know, exactly. <laughs> like, this is the biggest thing I tell everybody. I did a post a few weeks ago. Are you a secret eater? Yeah. How many people say, oh, yeah, oh, I don't eat that much? You blankly do. 
that's probably why you have right what have you had to eat today well I've only had this and this oh but I've had this as well oh but I've had well there you go there's an extra four, like, four or five hundred calories that you're not even going on about mate do you know what I was, I'm going to drag this from my brother under the bus here my brother was like I was having a thing with my brother he's like oh, I don't eat much I was like okay then so what do you have for dinner I had a pot noodle king pot noodle yeah that's all he has yeah. mate you know, there's like 600 calories in a king pot noodle <laughs> Right, and I was like, I think like, that day I had like tuna and jack potato and stuff. I was like, mine is like half the calories and it's better and more filling than your pot noodle. Yeah. And he's here thinking he don't eat nothing. I'm like, that's 700 calories on his own? My, my missus annoys me. Right. This will make you laugh now. She said, it's not, it's not just as simple as calories in, calories out, is it? Oh, and it is. It is that simple. <laughs> I was like, if you eat less, if you consume less than what you're burning, you're going to lose weight. I said, I could eat 1,600 calories worth of ice cream a day. And I could still lose weight. She's like, no, you couldn't. I could. So I'd, I'd be ill. I'd be seriously ill off it because I'm just, I'm just in, it's just dairy and sugar. I'm, that's all I'm going to consume. But I'd lose weight. Coming, mate, it's coming from a person who's a size eight regardless of what she eats. Hmm. She has pasta and butter sometimes, like a heart attack amount of butter. On pasta, pasta and mate. butter? And I, yeah, honestly. It's a sight to behold, trust me. I'm throwing over the bus now. Why butter and pasta? She just loves it. She just likes it. Just literally... About six tablespoons of butter on pasta melts all in. Looks like a heart attack in a bowl. And she's like, oh, "Is this healthy?" I'm like, no. Nothing else. Just literally pasta and butter. Yeah, just pasta and butter sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you eating like a peasant for? <laughs> peasant. She's like, "This is how the Italians do it." I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it ain't. But yeah, it, like, some people don't realise it's it is calories in, calories out. And this, a lot of people don't think that exercise plays the most part in it. It's not. It's, it's, your, it's, your, it's your diet it's as simple as that oh yeah like I said something the other day like you could easily not train you don't necessarily have to train you could easily get leaner just by uh, working your diet you know what yeah, I mean exactly obviously yeah you, you wouldn't have like the, the muscle growth or you mean you wouldn't be working the muscles that kind of way if you didn't train but you could easily like lose weight and yeah. get leaner because obviously once you get low in body fat you're going to get leaner that can just be off diet I mean, people don't realise that. I don't think a lot. Yeah, a lot of people don't realise about neat as well. Do they like non-exercise, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Oh, I was going to mong as well, man. Uh, <laughs> fucking tongue twister. Yeah, you, yeah. It, but yeah, the more steps that they do in a day, say if, instead of driving somewhere, they walk somewhere. What you're going to get two thousand more steps in probably. Yeah, again, that's something else I've been trying to tell people, especially in lockdown. Yeah. Like people are just like, oh, what am I going to do? And oh, mate, oh, go for a walk. Talk about lockdown, man. Oh this thing about home workouts like don't get wrong like fair enough those doing things and like those obviously exercise and stuff but jump around your living room for half hour I just don't get it no I just don't get just it just go for a long walk go for a 45 minute walk the thing I was trying to tell people like obviously I know some people who were teaching those classes and fair enough and fair play to them and like obviously at least people were exercising but some of them were just like just jumping around the living room for half hour when they could have easily done something else yeah more beneficial and like I just don't get it like just like, do you remember living room? If, if I was there doing it all day, just going like, do some burpees or stuff in the living room, you'd be like, nah, fuck off. Yeah, you don't you know have to piss off, I'm not doing burpees in the living but room. But then for lockdown, is it the biggest yeah. thing to do ever? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I tried straight through lockdown, I if you did. Um, yeah, I was, at first I was trying to, I was doing pull ups, I was doing pull ups on the shed, I was doing, I was setting myself a timer for interval training, doing 30 second skipping, press, doing, like, I'd write down a list, I'd work off it, I did that for four weeks, five weeks. Then we come out of lockdown towards the end. Started training properly again. Second lockdown, I was doing sort of one or two a week. I wasn't really bothered. Then the last lockdown, I did nothing. They fuck all four months. The, the first lockdown, I bought some equipments. I had a, had a full, I had a rack, uh, Olympic bar and stuff at the weights. And I started training. Summer was sound. 
But then the winter, mate, it was freezing. Yeah. Like, just touch the bars, your hands are literally freezing yeah, yeah. to the weights. And, like, I'd do half hour and I was like, nah, fuck this, can't be arsed anymore. But, like, before that, like, somehow I was sound. I was like, like, if I was training properly, but, like, before. But, then, yeah, the winter, I was like, I can't be arsed. Yeah. But I was, like, walking, especially summer, I was walking loads and cycling and stuff. And literally, the amount people I saw running and cycling and, and stuff, it was great. I like to see people out, obviously. But then, like I said, to see these people just jumping around the living room for half hour, and like, I'm sure I've got a walk. Yeah, mate. The amount of times I've I've been for a walk, and then you look like you track it on your on your watch or whatever, or you look on your phone, and you go, okay, I didn't realise done that many steps. I didn't realise I burnt that many calories. Like two years ago, I went to Barcelona, and I did thirty six thousand steps in a day. I'm like, I can't believe how many calories I burnt because mm. it's a city you just walk around, and that that opened my eyes up. That properly out my eyes up even though I like doing PT and stuff like that it was just you, you don't you, you take you take walking for granted a little bit yeah it's the easiest thing to do yeah. isn't it? we can all do it and it's low, easy low, low intensity steady state cardio that's the way forward to be fair yeah like it's, it's that easy and obviously in lockdown we're forced to do it basically really unless you enjoyed running and like cycling or you could do something at home if walking was obviously the easiest thing yeah and like obviously back like this time last year the weather was amazing like it is now so spending going for a walk. What, what do you do in a walk? Do you listen to like music or something? Or if I, if I go on a walk, I'll probably listen to a podcast or something. Just stick Joe Rogan on. Mm. Yeah. Just listen to him. Yeah. But because um, I've got dogs, I've got two dogs as well, so it's kind of, it's easy just to take them over over like a massive field or an arboretum and just walk for a couple of hours just over there. And even that gets gets the steps in as well. So. I mean, most people have probably got a fucking dog now through lockdown anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's your thing. Everyone bought a dog. Yeah, exactly. So just take your dog a walk. Mate, I was saying to me yesterday, how much was um, the price of equipment go up? Like fitness equipment, man. Oh, mate, it was like gold. It was, it was literally like gold dust, wasn't it, towards the end? Like I was looking for just a set of dumbbells and stuff, and it was like 500 quid. I'm like, mm. I'll pay 500 quid for dumbbells. I'd rather just fucking depress up some bullets. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I was looking at a pair of 15 kilo dumbbells, like over 120 quid or something. Yeah. Normally it'd be like 70 quid for the pair. I was like, just because of the demand. Watching yeah. a few months' time, mate, it'd be like much equipment. Yeah, and you'd be able to get dirt cheap. Proper cheap, it'll be money. Um, mate, obviously, like, I know you're into football, so it's me, sport wolves, mate. What do you think of football out there? <laughs> well, I think it. I knew he was going to go in the end, to be fair. Just he kept changing the formation and kept changing things up. I thought, it's not the same guy, it's not the same guy as last season. We sold Doherty, we sold Jota. I was gutted that them pair left. I kind of expected Jota to go, but I didn't think he'd sell Doherty. Because mm. he was one of our best players for the last two seasons. And then I think it looks like we're going to lose either Neto or Adama, and maybe Neves this summer. So we've got we've got to spend, because I know for a fact Pat, the owners are saying... If we don't sell, we're not buying anyone in. I've, I've heard different stories, to be fair, man. Um, especially with the new now leaving and like and players in that summer. I've heard the same, like, we need to sell to buy. But then I've heard, like, the money's there and they're back. I don't know, mate. I, I, I don't know the going. I know, I've heard this. He's but then, going. Obviously, I've just read those before you can, actually. That, um, apparently, he's not now. Apparently, he's off now. So I don't know, mate, until it happens. That he seems an idea. Apparently, he's linked to Roma. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get Olympiacos keeper, Jose mm, Sarr, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, Joe and I miss going to the matches, man. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, it's just the atmosphere, mate. The last one I went to was um, <laughs> this, this is literally the last one I went to because of other commitments and whatnot. But I went to the Burnley game where Jimenez scored a 97th minute penalty. Oh, yeah, I was there, like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I was literally, yeah, yeah. I was literally stood there, hand over me, going, oh, God's sake, can't lose to these at home. 
I went to the last game I went to was um, oh no, I was meant to go to Arsenal at home, and um, that was just before, I think we locked down that weekend. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was I can't the last game I went to actually, but like look, like all the games, the home games are amazing. It's like some of the moments, or like I went to the European home games. And I was there for like Neves' mad goal against Spaniel, I think it was. Mate, you don't score a bad goal in <laughs> But like, man, it's atmosphere. Like I said to you earlier, I was playing charity match and like, we couldn't have spectators for that. It's the best good stadium. And we couldn't have spectators. It's so weird. Yeah, echoing. I bet like, kick was echoing around. It's like you literally stood on the, on the sky at the minute. Yeah. Just no crowd noise. It's literally like, you could shout and just echo around the stadium. It's like that. It's so weird. And I can't imagine like, being a professional like footballer, how weird it is. You know what I mean? It's demotivating, especially like if you're, I don't know, usually Liverpool, they usually have quite a good atmosphere, don't they, mm-hmm. Anfield? I think that's probably partly down to their season as well. Do you know, I, can, I, can, I can imagine, like, not to obviously that kind of extent, but, you know, when we used to teach, imagine having like one person in the class. Oh, mate, I've taught, yeah, I've taught like three people, <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> that's what I mean, I can imagine it being like that, but obviously like just a thousand times worse, yeah, obviously yeah. like, you have like thousands of fans yeah. you none, but that's how I can imagine it. It's usually in the summer as well, summer holidays, and then you've literally got seven people in your class, you go, there's nearly 21 people in here, I've got yeah. a third in the class in here. Like, how, like, how much more dead is it, man, and like... Yeah, you can't be asked to teach, either. Yeah, yeah. as bad as it sounds, you're like... I can't really. I need to find. I need to find some motivation from somewhere. And I can imagine. I say like the professionals feel really like it's kind of like a training game, isn't it? Yeah, imagine like Man United playing in front of seventy-five thousand people every week in, week out, or every other week, and then you go to you just got literally the physios and whatnot just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, and they're playing these fake crowd noises over a time. Oh, mate! <laughs> you think if it were as well, fake crowd noise, mate? What do you think of the Euros, then, man? Are you watching it? Yeah, I, th- I think I think we'll do well. I don't think we should have took Maguire and Henderson because they're not fit. Totally agree, mate. Totally agree. Because we could have we could have had two players that were fit, ready to go, and if someone in the main main eleven got injured, we've got someone who's fit stepping. Uh, what if what if we have like a few injuries hmm. and you've got Maguire who's literally, oh, I'm I'm fifty percent now. I can come on if if need be. Twenty minutes in he goes. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, it's what about if he plays? No doubt, I think he'll play Sunday. Whatever he plays, he comes off injured. Yeah, exactly. He might be out for the rest of the Euros. What's right. the point? What a waste of a place that is. I mean, when we've got how many more defenders in England, who could have easily gone? I'd have took Ward Prowse as well. Oh, you're saying? Actually, you made can, a cracking game. You can take a free kick. You, you can take a corner. You can cross a ball. Literally, you can pinpoint it to Kane. Imagine like a big game, like nil-nil. Like, I don't know, last 20 minutes, whack him on for a set piece. Yeah. Or if it goes penalties. Yeah. He's a decent penalty taker. You just, you just need people like that on there. But who, who do you fancy to win? <clears throat> I th- I think it's either I don't know why I fancy France or Germany just because the the coach for Germany is leaving after this tournament mm. and he's brought the big guns back Muller Hummels people like that France just got they've got Benzema and Mbappe Griezmann Kante Pogba Pogba does play well for France even though he's shit for United <laughs> yeah. but they've got a ridiculous team as well So and they've got, they haven't got too bad group either so I think no. they'll they'll come through that pretty easy I've, I've, I've had France to win I've also looked at goal scorer yeah, that's a good shout to be fair. Uh, Harry Kane's favourite. Yeah, mate, someone's at, someone. I'm not joking. When I when I went on my haircut before this, some uh, the one of the barbers in there, he's had, I think he's had twenty quid on John Stones to have five shots on target in the tournament. John Stones, five hundred to one. What? <laughs> so if he goes up for a corner, that's he's basically saying you're gonna have a one shot game. 
Uh, if it comes in fair play to him because he's won quite a bit of money if that comes Talking in talk about being obviously some of Wolves fans you know when Cody played that the friendly game he yeah. scored twice oh, yeah. imagine if you had him score twice that game oh, no. imagine the odds yeah. even score once what did he do I was like why are you doing this for us I know yeah even if every call listen said he'll think for us yeah never thought that would happen in many years um, do you know what mate I, I just think we need a good Euros just for this country because how much of a shit year we've had yeah I, I think atmosphere it's looking on the bright side because, like you say, the the, champ, the Champions League final, all English. Europa should have been all English, but Arsenal bottled it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then United bottled it in the final. But I think I'd, I do think it's looking good for us, especially with people like Mount Grealish, Foden. I'd play them three behind Kane all yeah. day. I don't care about Sterling, Sancho, whatever, what they've done before or who they play for. I'd hundred percent just go with Grealish, Foden, and, and Mount because them three can just chop and change. Play anywhere? Yeah, I, I would play them three. Um, I, I just think he'll play some of the big names just because of who they are. I think. Yeah, he'll play Rashford hundred percent. I think he'll play Sterling. He loves well. Rashford. Hmm. I think he'll play. I think he'll play Sterling. I think I won't be surprised Sancho plays just because of who they are. Yeah. To be honest, um, I was going to say something to you. Then I forgot what I was going to say. Um, has it just slipped my mind? <laughs> <laughs> it's about you, has it? As well, I forgot. Um, oh, yes, it was to say. Have you had, um, at work, have you done like a sweepstake or anything? So, um, yeah, for Sky, they've got one, um, they've got one for a, a win, an overall winner, top scorer, um, and player of the tournament as well. Have you? Yeah. So we've just done a sweepstake to, we, we did a sweepstake, I was like, do you want to go have a go? Five in. I was like, yeah, go on there. I was like, well, don't want Macedonia, or Hungary. I was like, because I know either of them I'm going to lose, because Hungary's <laughs> got the hardest group, because yeah. they're like, you Germany, P- Portugal, whatever. So this sweepstakes like that then. So we're going to do it on a computer and a proper thing sound. Who's like, yeah, hungry. <laughs> I was like, this oh, is a fix. Man. But it wasn't because they showed them the video and they did it actually properly like. But yeah. I was like, what's the chance? So basically, I was waiting to the fiver. Hungry in a bad group. That's what I'm saying. That's what I did want them. I said, just my luck, I'll get hungry or not Macedonia. And like, yeah, I managed to get hungry, didn't I? Because if hungry win the group. Mate, if hungry win the group, I should get a bonus just for that. And and some decent players, though, yeah. Oh, I know. They've got about three or four decent players. I can't see them getting that group, yeah. mate. And like, if they do, mate, if they get that group, they win the tournaments. Simple as. <laughs> but um, yeah, if anybody does sweeps like, make sure you look a good team. Because <laughs> uh, I, I got popped it over there, I think. Yeah, it's not fair, really, for me. Uh-huh. I got, uh, I got Poland for the overall. I got top scorer. I got bloody Kevin De Bruyne. And uh, mm. play, mate, player of the tournament. I've got, I think I got. Um, okay, was it now? I think I got Scotland right back. Just the abandoned player. Yeah, I'll just wait. I've just wasted the fucking tenner. <laughs> <laughs> the the boring thing, if it's assists, maybe like. But yeah, exactly. I, see, I fans fancy Belgium to win you. Yeah, they are a good. They are a good team. Adam last tournament, so winning to be fair. Um, I, I just think they've got a good team, like and. If you look at their players individually, mate, they're not like some of the best, aren't they? Really, like Lukaku's best, probably yeah, one of the best strikers. on form as well. Oh yeah, well, if you even De Bruyne beyond beyond Lukaku, and they've got that T Elements as well. Mm. For last day, he's been good this season as well. Yeah, true, true. Um, actually, mate, you used to well, you used to live close to me, didn't you? You've moved yeah. away a bit now. Yeah. What's life like in rugby, mate? Yeah, it's alright. It's not too bad. <laughs> Plenty of stuff around. Is that? Yeah, they're, they're doing the shopping the the shopping centre part with Elliot's Field. It's got quite a bit of stuff on. I got a JD gym, which is like five ten minute walk from me, which is where mm. I remember. It's actually it's actually decent to be fair. Oh, so they've helping one up it around the world, so yeah, can they? They've got um, they've got decent equipment in there. They've got probably about three hundred pieces of equipment, boxing mm. bags. They've got about twenty um, ski rigs in, which I love using. 
because uh, like I said I don't like running for cardio so I'll find anything else to do other than running <laughs> anything else other than running I'll do um, yeah and it's always clean in there as well they've always got someone on the gym floor mm. not, well, not like back in our day when we used to have to cover the gym oh, we used to have to clean the change rooms <laughs> I think we did everything but cover the gym <laughs> no, I did everything but make coffee then <laughs> You didn't make coffee? <laughs> no, I think Starbucks, I should have got up and asked him to make a coffee. Suppose that you drug you in there, mate, yeah. at some point. Well, I even covered the front of the reception desk the one day. Oh, yeah, mate, I've done that for. Oh, God's sake. Oh, mate, so what, do you know what? I've got some stories, I don't know if I can even tell them on here, to be fair. I've got some mad stories, I might tell you one in a minute, to be fair. Um, <laughs> they've just built a massive shopping centre around here, like, you know, Cheshire Oaks? Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Basically, in Canada, I, I, I went there the, the other week, because mm. I forgot my coat. So, so I thought, oh, I'll, I'll pop in. Yeah, it's all right, to be fair, station. It's only half done, though. It's only half done. Yeah, there's a few shops. I saw there's quite a few shops that need to open. I'm not sure what they were going to be, either, because they just had, like, you know, the stuff that they put on the windows to bank it out. Yeah. They just had it all like that. So you're talking about the shops, actually, and, that, and the football. Mate, I want the New England away top. It looks class. Oh, yeah. The blue one. Yeah. That looks sick, that does. I've already kind of put the hints in there, though, on it. So, yeah. like, I can get it. <laughs> um, yeah, mate, yeah, I'll tell you a story, man. I, I won't say no names or nothing, so nobody will know the story. Um, I was I was on the one day, and um, I got a phone call from reception, and then I was like, I need your help. I was like, Alan. So I went up, and um, I was like, what's the problem? There's like, um, we've had a phone call from the police. Yeah. And it says, there's, um, they reckon so we've been kidnapped and held hostage here. Yeah? <laughs> I was like, Okay. <laughs> I was like, so what, what do you want to do? She's like, well, I, I don't know if it's if it's real, like. I was like, okay. So I'm going to find the police. Like, I can just check. It's like, okay. So I found the police. And it's like, we've got no record of this on our system. Right. And about five minutes later, they get a phone call. And it's the police. And like, stop ringing us. We're on KFC car park. We couldn't, we, like, we, it's us. Right. <laughs> anyway, it's literally on. It's like, we need you to go outside and check if it's like, oh, some car, I don't know, on the car park. And uh, check this reg. The two of the staff to like casually just walk outside pretending there's like enough of his car. Anyway, next thing you know, um, these police have come from nowhere, unmarked, right at Van der Law. The rest of these two blokes got this car and they're coming as like, we still think it's been held hostage somewhere in this hotel. Right. I swear this is happening, right? And um, it's like, we're going to have to go around and try and find her. So, um, literally, like the jail manager then, he took him, he had to take him to the fire exit, right? And they got to the yeah. hotel, and he said, literally, like, the stopped in his 5X that the police did, got fully kitted up, a guns, right, shields to the lot, and, like, they started, like, going into rooms. I swear to you. No way. I swear. Mate, I could not believe it. Was this, was this after I left? Must have been, yeah. Must have been. Ah, no yeah. Because, obviously, I was, like, acting, like, I used to help duty manager, then. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't duty manager, but they asked me to help. And I was like, yeah. I could not wow. believe it. I swear Mate. to you. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, I, I think we couldn't, I, I can't remember, we couldn't leave either. None of us could leave the hotel. Someone let us until I was in But yeah, fully kitted up, mate. I was like, that's mental. I've, I've, had, I've had stories where, like, I've walked through the changing rooms in the family and there's two people at it like a pair of rabbits in oh, there, yeah. making noises that you'd hear in a room. And then I've, walk, I've walked in, like, the male changing room, there's two blokes in a cubicle. And I've literally had to tap on it, like, yeah, you can't do it in here, mate. <laughs> Maybe we're selling these stories. Anybody wants to do body stories? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you want, if you want the names, they're going to come at a price. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> it's making good. Mate, this podcast will be number one. This one is, this right. <laughs> um, oh, man, I don't think any more stories I could tell because, uh, mate, some of the nights out we had back in the day. Oh, no. Mate, good old, uh, some, some good times out, yeah? Mate, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if, I try, if, I try, if I try drinking like that now, I think I'd, uh, I don't think I'd wake up. <laughs> Oh, mate, I, what, I couldn't imagine drinking that much anymore. 
Like it's basically for lockdown. Like imagine like, like I think I went it last weekend first time to a pop like a pub, and you know what? It's good to be out and good to be like in that social thing. Yeah. But it's still weird. Like you can't go to the bar. The way I went, you can go to the bar. That's a cup. That come to town. That's what you yeah. wanted and stuff like that. But oh man, I couldn't drink that much anymore. When I watched the Champions League final a couple of weeks ago, I was with my mates. Barnes and Canick and we had to sit outside. It was, it was all right weather. We sat outside. And it was literally it was like waiting forever. Hmm. You drink, you put, you drink your drink or you drink your pint, whatever. And you're waiting for about twenty minutes. You're like, okay, I'm only going to have one or two drinks here. By, by the looks of it. So we were ordering three drinks at a the time. Then they were just bringing them out because it gets worse, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the worst thing to do. Order more drinks. Yeah, and then you're drinking them quicker because you don't want it to go <laughs> fucking warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like like a rookie mistake. That is, you order more drinks and like yeah. You, you don't uh, have to wait longer, but it's then. Like, that in like when it's peak in Birmingham, and you're like, I'm waiting in this queue. I'm just going to order two drinks. That's mm. it. Especially like, new, like when you back in the day, you go out New Year's Eve, mm. and it's like, I'm waiting in this. I'm not waiting half hour in the queue just to get one drink, and then ten minutes later, I need another one. Nice. I tell you, like, like, yeah, like I said, it was it was nice to be out, but it was like one I can't do that much anymore, and it's still a bit weird. Like hang on, like it's still weird that you can't do anything normal. I mean, I'm hoping like yeah. obviously what is next week, isn't it? Restrictions get lifted. Yeah, twenty first. So I'm hoping they are, but I don't know how to look at Telecom Pumps is here. What are you um what are you doing about holidays? You've been on holiday or you booked anything, mate? I've been a holiday booked to go next week. On, oh, t- on Tuesday. It got cancelled about six days ago. And they turned around and said, Well, yeah, we've got to cancel it because it's still on the amber list and the hotel ain't gonna open. Hmm. So we just we had to get we got reimbursed. What is that to? Don't ask him. Santi. Okay. I just went Paul everything, but we had we had a voucher, twelve hundred quid voucher, because we had a bit of a shitty experience in Mexico. Because mm. one of the what they called one of the concierge gave my missus details to a girl that looked like her in the hotel, like give her a Facebook name, where she's from, everything. Never. So we went through the whole, what what you're telling people our personal details for, and then we managed to get twelve hundred quid voucher for that. Use that and then paid a little bit for the for the Zantoldi as well, because otherwise we we're going to lose it. So I thought. We wouldn't have booked it. Wouldn't have booked a holiday probably if we didn't have that voucher. Mm. But it was looking, looking at the news reports, and it looked like Greece was going to be put back on, but it weren't. So we just thought, what happened? What happened with the uh, Mexico thing? Then anything happened because of that, or not? Nah, just, no. Nah, it's just what the what the two we said basically was. Well, they work for the hotel, not us. And I'm like, yeah, but you, <laughs> you, we stayed there booking through you. So obviously, if we never stayed there, then obviously that wouldn't have happened, would it? Passing the blame. Yeah. So no, right. eventually they just. Settled it with twelve hundred quid. At least nothing happened now with the. Yeah, man. I, I said. I said as well to to my missus. I said just take it because I'm not going through eighteen months just trying to get an extra couple of hundred quid out. Mate, no yeah, way. They don't want to give you nothing like that. It's saying yeah. we've obviously like everyone who's had holidays booked and I know that thing about they won't they won't give refunds and they would and all that crap. Yeah. Obviously, they don't want to give money back because they're losing money, don't they? Yeah. The last thing though, they want to wait until they've got no choice basically to cancel it because they don't want to cancel lose money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like even like you said now. Oh mate, I still want to travel. That's fair. Like, imagine if you're on the green list and you go over there, and you get stuck. Yeah, that's over the there. thing. I <laughs> know oh, one of my mates is over Portugal at the minute. Is he's, he's coming back before it comes into effect over here, so he's not going to have to self-isolate. But like, I think six days into his holiday over there, straight on the amber list. See, that's amazing, man. Imagine yeah, that. I wouldn't want that. No way. Because obviously people are booking like time off. So you booked. I don't know. You got a weeks holiday. So you booked say two weeks off. But then all of a sudden you've got to quarantine for two weeks as well. That's a four weeks off yeah, and not be funny. Yeah, mate, your employer is not going to be happy about that, mate. No. And they'll say it's your own fault. 
So like, mate, I wouldn't travel personally. <laughs> really. we, I mean, when it, for my thirtieth, we went for a week in St Ives. That was nice down there. I wouldn't go peak like peak summer there because hmm. it's just going to be like you're going to be like a tin of sardines that busy. Oh man, I was looking the other day and like in the next school holidays, mate, nowhere, nowhere at yeah. all is yeah. available. Cornwall at the minute's ninety eight percent booked up, <sighs> and the only places that aren't booked up are just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you don't want to go to <laughs> yeah. nowhere to go there. Nowhere, no, mate, not the. Hopefully, I'll have to travel again soon. But yeah. oh, you can train when I go on holiday. Then. I yeah, was in Cornwall. I found the closest gym and I went. Oh, yeah, is that the one you put on your story? Yeah, yeah, mate, that looked classy though. Yeah, it was over, it was overlooking St Ives Island. Yeah, mate, I probably good. Did that was a horrible walk up there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it's all hills. I was literally, I was, I was literally, Hank. I was breathing out my ass getting up the hill mm. to get there. But it was, it was all right. It was a decent little gym. Well, nothing special. But was know, it commercial or was it like just a? Yeah, it was like a better gym. Oh, was it? Yeah. No, so it weren't too bad. It had. It had techno gym stuff in there, and it had it had the the pull machines, Smith machines and stuff. It had a boxing bag in there. But yeah, it was, it was worth it in the end. You know, like when you've worked in fitness, what was yeah. the best make equipment we've used, man? Uh, I love the Star Trek box. I did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I did love the I did love the Star Trek box for for teaching spin. Uh, right, it sounds daft something as simple like the TRX. Right, when we used to see Josh doing stuff. Oh, yeah. I hated that fucker. Miss Josh. Right, he's the nicest, <laughs> nicest geezer you'll ever wish to meet. Ripped, like, absolutely diced. But you literally anything he was doing, you'd be like, I'm going to try that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's had competitions. He's had competitions standing on footballs and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And standing on them. But uh, it's, it's just, he, he is the perfect example of what like discipline and consistency does. Oh, yeah, mate. Like, I'm always used to work with him. Like, I never used to saw him eat anything bad. No. And, mate, he used to train proper hard, he did, to be fair. He's a nice bloke though, proper nice bloke, isn't he? Yeah. I'd say, I'd say equipment-wise, mate, the best equipment probably use is probably the techno gym stuff, to be fair. Yeah, I do like the techno gym stuff. I do like the techno, especially like the new treadmills and stuff with the, with the TVs on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, And my, uh, the my wellness I do now. Yeah. Like, that's, that's really good. I think you'd left by the time we started using the my wellness stuff, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, left, we still had the techno gym stuff, but it was past itself. I was there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all breaking. <laughs> Yeah, mate, the new stuff we have was class. Like, literally, you can set programs and stuff in, like, on a tablet. You can scan it on your phone as well. Yeah, literally, you send it to them. And, like, basically, I can make I can make your machine do what I wanted to do without you knowing, <laughs> basically. Or, like, you know it, tell you, but without you having any control. Could you imagine us, like, working there? Nice. Imagine. <laughs> that just goes fast as it could. Treadmill's <laughs> going at 20 mile an hour. <laughs> See if we can stay on it. Yeah. Mate, I, I, put, I love, absolutely love it. Ever since leaving the gym, I never used to like training legs when I was at the gym, working mm. there. But I prefer training them now. Um, and I, I can't squat, because when I did my back, it just it just doesn't happen anymore. Having a, a bar on my back, if I do, I have to have like, I don't know, two plates of sides and maximum I can go. But the the inverted leg press, oh, that's my favourite machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my favourite machine to use. There's um, one more. I'll, I'll go to like, well, I don't know, if class with old school gyms or man's yeah, gyms. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you see kind of different equipment. I suppose you've seen like yeah. the gyms where you kind of worked in before. Um, but mate, some of the equipment I've got there. But yeah, hack squat machines, stuff like it's good to use a different variety of machines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like when I train where I work, obviously it's more commercial gyms. So like it, we've got no plate loaded, for example, no plate loaded machines or nothing. So yeah. it's all fixed machines. So I don't really use the machines there. Um, whereas like other gyms I go to train, um, their equipment's way better, mate. And I feel like I get a better workout, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it, it's different, isn't it? It's good to mix it up. Both the same as you're training, we always say mix your training up. It's good to mix up the stuff you use as well. Yeah, it's good. To, it's always good to train in on two or three different places. 
Yeah. Obviously, I'll come out of Champions League, not like, uh, what, I've got to say, you know? Yeah, in a field, yeah. More a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's a flea bias. Yeah, <laughs> like, obviously, you use different equipment and stuff. Obviously, the thing is still the same, really, principle and everything. It's just different equipment. I like the stuff like where we're going to try and after this. All of all of the stuff like the old school pet decks and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they hit date different. Yeah, I feel it more. Yeah. yeah Whereas the more commercial ones, they have to they have to cater for the average person's range of movement. Whereas them, it's like if you can't if you can't get your arms that far back, you ain't using it. Some of the pet machines, but the more you're gonna work, I feel like it puts my arms in a weird position. Yeah. I can't like get my arms back. My yeah. flexibility is awful. My range of motion. So I find I can't get back into it. Whereas one like we'll probably use in a bit. Yeah, that's more like open. I can get more. Yeah, I see more range of motion that then it's not pulling on my shoulders and stuff as much. Um, mate, you know when you used to train or when you train out, do you do much mobility work? It's very few and far between. I should do more than I do. Yeah, we all should. I always, <laughs> I, mate, I always used to preach out at the gym. Oh, you need to stretch before. You need to stretch after. Did I ever? No. No, never do. As soon as I stopped kickboxing, I could hardly lift my leg up. <laughs> it was literally like I went from elastic to bloody. It felt like I got a piece of bloody iron in my hamstring. It was that. Fucking, that's stiff it was unbelievable my mobility is awful and like yeah I say obviously I'll tell people do mobility work and stuff and stretch and obviously you should but we, we just don't we're the worst part of it, it is then underrated mobility stuff is I, I am going to try yoga as well as daft as it sounds mate it's the hardest class I've ever done I know it's, it, I've, I've done it once and it was literally mate, it was mentally so difficult a few times isn't it it's like it's so hard but people a lot of athletes do it to prolong the career don't they mm. so yeah. that, that's that's the that's the theory behind it if I do that it's good mentally and it's good um, like you said to work in range of motion and flexibility and stuff yeah. I was like I said before if you got a better range of motion like uh, like pecs for example when you're doing pec flies you got a range of motion you can do it a lot better you know what I mean and all bench press you can get a lot lower into the, the range of motion if you've got a better quickest way to an injury it's quickest way to an injury as well yeah. Yeah. if you're not if you're not warmed up properly or you haven't got the flexibility there and you're trying to do something you've not done before and there's, there's one thing that someone said to me, which I think, did, it, did they say it to me? Yeah, they did. The guy, one of the guys who, um, that guy I showed on Instagram, the guy that, the sports therapist. Oh, yeah. He said, tendons move, muscles react. Mm. So it, that, that, that's like the age old thing. So if you, if you work your tendons and you strengthen your tendons and your ligaments up, obviously, if you're working your muscles and they're bigger than what your tendons and ligaments are, you ain't, you can, you're not going to open hell. If your muscle wants to snap, it's going to go. Yeah. If there's yeah. too much tension on that tendon, it's not as strong as your muscle. It's game over. It goes back to what we were saying earlier, a bit more about max and stuff. Like if you've never you've never tried that or never trained that kind of way, you all of a sudden then go and try that. Mate, you're going to either like, no, you kill yourself, probably, but you're going to obviously like snap muscle or something. Yeah. Obviously because you're not used to training that. If you're used to doing like, I don't know, 15 reps all the time and just go along with the flow and then all of a sudden you try to warm it max, you're whacking like shit loads of weight on. I'd, I'll try, I watched, I watched the guy, obviously you'd have heard of him, most people here have been my co hmm. I watched there. I've watched a video on how he trains and he does three reps and then he gets up to a certain weight not his maximum but then he just literally just he does about 20 sets of three reps just perfect technique man the guy obviously he's he's juiced up to the gills he's got to be well, <laughs> you don't look like that at 52 <laughs> yeah if you ain't sourcing but yeah it's perfect technique as well and he says all he can, all he concentrates on is bone connectivity and tissue and longevity and that's how he looks mm. he doesn't even think about obviously he thinks about how he looks but that's not his primary focus oh, okay yeah and that's what I'm kind of training towards now like I, I do care I do care about how, how I look after how I look and stuff through training but I'd rather be healthy than you know I'd rather be healthy than oh yeah 8% body fat ripped but I can hardly move that's what I was going to ask you what, what's your kind of 
Do you look more performance kind of goals than mini or body goals? Sounds sounds I sound old saying this, but the older I get, I'd much rather be mobile than aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Just simply because, like, if I have kids, I want to be able to be like in my mid forties, still playing football and whatever with them, mm. or you know, being able to do things rather than as opposed to, yeah, I've trained for so many years, but now I'm kind of knackered because I, I neglected this part of it while I was younger. Yeah, that's why I've started to want to go into do yoga and want to want to do more stretching and stuff. I do stretch. I do stretch not as much as I should, but I do. If I'm doing chest, I open, I open up the, the pec and stuff like that and stretch my shoulders and whatnot. Yeah. I've always done that. That's just a habit now. And I'll always do a few sets of just warming up the the delts and stuff like that just to get them a little bit warm. I watch Steve Cook do it. And mm. I've just took... Like, people like that, I watch videos of how people try and I'll take snippets of it and I'll just try and implement it in mine. See how I react to it. I've, I think large people are like, dang, got a clue what the goals are, really. Yeah. Like, they think this is the goal. And then it's like, really ain't really. No. And um, I think people worry too much about, like I said, probably the, what they look like and stuff. Instead of like improving their lifts or like, I don't know, can you do something better or can you lift a little bit better? You know what yeah. I mean? Even lift a little bit more weight, not all about the weight, but obviously can you progress from where you was last time? You know what I mean? There's that James Smith. I love James I like, mate, he's quality. He's like literally Gordon Ramsay fitness, isn't he? Yeah. But he said to, about women that want six packs, that you're not designed to have six packs. Why like, would you want it? No, and if you want to live, if you want to live ten, sub ten percent body fat year round, you're going to be miserable. I don't mm. care. I don't care what anyone says. You're going to be miserable. I'd rather be about. Tw- I'd rather be about twelve, fourteen percent. Have have what sort of what I want to eat and just live live healthy. Basically, I wouldn't. I'm not asked about dieting down like show ready because I'm never going to do a bodybuilding show. No, nah, it's ever. not. It's not like you're not going to sustain it. You know what I mean? No. And what would you want to laugh? I don't get that too fast. Like to go on stage and like be told you look good or no <laughs> I understand that if people have already got a massive following and they're making, they're making a career out of it but someone that just wants to do it once mm. and then oh, I've been watching one and the guy is 6 foot 1 6 foot 2 and he's on like 1800 calories a day so mate that's just that's torture yeah you're no. practically starving yourself yeah I, I couldn't do that you should be eating like 3200 calories <laughs> I couldn't do that mate I'd, I'd probably give up <laughs> no, I'd probably give no, up no, I'd, do it, mate. I'd cave in Mate, um, I'll tell you one more thing I want to ask you. The supplements, mate. Do you take supplements? Uh, every morning, I'll have a multivitamin, omega-3. I'll have a potassium, uh, vitamin D3. Because obviously, as you can tell, I'm, I'm a really tan individual. <laughs> you like me? Uh, and I'll have like a scoop of vitamin C in, a, in like a pot of squash. Hmm. And then obviously, I'll have a pre-workout. I'll only have a pre-workout now if I'm training back or legs. That's the only time I'll have it because I did become a little bit reliant on it, and you shouldn't. Yeah. Because they're not good for you. They haven't been researched enough, to be fair, for me. Not to, for me, to be reliant on them because they're, they're designed, they're, they raise your heart rate, don't they? Hmm. For and anything that raises your heart rate, it's never going to be that good for you long term. I think there's that many out there now. Like, yeah, it could be. Obviously, it has to be regulated too, because obviously we have regulations over in this country. Yeah. But, um, yeah, unless you like. You wouldn't know it's enough then. Mate, I ordered a pre-workout from America. <laughs> Class of that? Right. I had, to, I had to pay an extra 23 quid to actually receive it. Did you? Yeah. Because <laughs> it was so much stronger than anything that you, you could get over it. Funny that I was talking about somebody about that the other day. I can't remember who I was well. And I said, do you know what? I said, like, you want to try pre-workout from America? Because they don't have uh, the laws like we do, do they? No, regulations. No, and literally, like, you can't even get half of it yeah, in this country. It's because ridiculous. Yeah, they put stuff in it like... like... The level of caffeine and shit in there and whatnot. But most pre-workouts... There's a guy on, on uh, YouTube, you've probably heard of him, is it More Plates, More Dates channel? Oh, yeah, I think I've heard him, yeah, yeah. Mate, he's so fucking clever, he is. Hmm. And he dissects people's pre-workouts, and he's like, 
that's not even got the amount in that's even going to even have any effect on you whatsoever. He said, people that draw a scoop, he went, there's components in pre-workouts where they're, they're activated by water. So you mm. draw a scoop and it's pointless. It's just a fat, it's just a fad thing. Yeah. But what's the best pre-workout you've ever had? <sighs> oh, mate. <laughs> I've tried some. I know more stuff. Hands God. down. God. It's, I don't know if I do it anymore. It's Shatter Black Onyx by MuscleTech. Hmm. That was my favourite pre-workout. Give me the tingles a little bit, mate. I felt like I could just train for two hours flat. See, I used to have Super Pump by Gaspari. Yeah. But do you know what? I ordered that like a few times, and when I started ordering it a bit later, like it didn't wasn't the same. It didn't yeah, feel the same. It, yeah, they change it, don't they? So like, I use it. I mean, I use ABE or Black yeah. Everything. Yeah, I've had that. It's nice. And like for the price stuff, it's good. To be fair, Johnny was more mad. I said, I'll tell you now. I tell you what's the maddest thing. He's <laughs> another good story for you. Um, somebody give me. Um, you know, um, Amal Lambo. Yeah, oh, I might have had it. What you had? Yeah, but see, Ber- I've had the the berry one. I felt sick after I had that. Mate, I had, I had a scoop and a half. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, I had two scoops <laughs> all the time. I, tra- I was training halfway through, mate. I was pissing me sweat, and I couldn't concentrate on what I was doing. Yeah. He's but he's bringing another one out. Bipolar Plus. It's even stronger. It's seventy quid a ton. See, somebody give me. He, he, you know, he does A fives, fat burners. Yeah, I've had them as well. Yeah. Nah, he started doing A sevens at one point, right? Yeah. And um, somebody said, "Oh, do you want these?" I was like, "Oh, whatever. I'll, I'll try one." And then one day I thought, oh, "I'll try you, mate." I'll tell you now. Like, I, it was, I think was I teaching them? I think I was teaching back then. And um, <laughs> I had this class at like half nine, so I took it before that, mate. I, I tr- taught body pump. I come out, went into the gym. And I said, put whatever weight you on the bar lifty. That's what I felt, <laughs> I swear to you. And do you know what you put your feet That's like? Quality, yeah. you, know, you put your deadlifted, yeah, put your yeah. feet under. Mate, I felt like I was floating. <laughs> and I did that. I, I swear I was going from until about five o'clock at night and I was still going. I was like... I'll tell you what, do you remember those, what they were called, T5s? Yeah, yeah, T5, yeah. So, El, uh, Brandon, when she, um, when I was working there, she was freelancing. She's like, oh, what do you want? Do you want T9s? And she's just winding me up. So I, I ordered two... two Bottles of T9s, mate. I had, I had one before spin. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm, re- I'm raring to go off. I'll, I'll fucking take three spins in a row. No problem. Taught spin. Mate, I was on top of the world. I got behind the desk. Ten minutes later, I felt like I was dying. <laughs> uh, the come down was horrific. All I wanted, to, all I did for the rest of the day, I didn't eat for the rest of the day. I just drank water. Mate, I felt so lean. I drank that much water and I was just flushing everything out of me. Uh, that's, that's the worst I've ever felt after taking anything. Yeah, that, that's definitely like... Mate, I, was, I, I couldn't even explain it, to be fair. Like, I felt after taking them. It was mental. And like, yeah, the bipolar made me feel sick when I had that. That was right, horrible. It, it, didn't go, it, didn't, it didn't react with me very well, but to be fair, I think I should... I, I, might have, I should have only had like one scoop of that. And that's it. One scoop and that's it, done. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a couple of others. I think one's called Berserk and Chaos Theory. They're both American. Chaos Theory, mate, insane. I had, I had two scoops of it before the gym. Bear in mind, this was at like 7 o'clock at night as well. Before the gym, I'm sat there talking to my missus, and she's like, you haven't shut up for half an hour. And I was just chatting shit for half an hour. And I was talking for talking's sake. Anyone would have thought, like, I've been taking like, X amount of bloody uh, recreational drugs and start talking. I was, literally, I was just chatting shit for half an hour. We went, went to the gym once with somebody, and um, they're like, obviously got a lot of people working out on the counter. I was like, oh, we'll have people working out. What do you want? And there's one called March in Perida, I think it's called. And um, he's like, have you ever tried it hot? Like, nah. I swear, maybe hot water, yeah. I drank it. Like, it tastes the same, it was just hot. Yeah. Mate, I'll tell you what. He, apparently, he said he got into quicker, like. Yeah. Took it, mate. I swear, mate, I was buzzing. I was buzzing. 
I swear, yeah, hot. I try that one. No. Hey, boys, listen, try a hot pre workout. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, he said try hot. Mm. So he boiled the kettle, put the water in it. I was buzzing, mate. So that's one for you to try as well. If anyone from the village is listening, if you've got a pre workout, <laughs> ask Starbucks to put hot water in your yeah. cup. <laughs> Anybody where you are, just put hot water in it, why not? It's the dry scooping up and start a hot water trend. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody has hot water. Oh, mate, we've done like an hour there, man. I think we've got a, we've had a good good podcast there, yeah. man. Been interesting. Anything else you want to say for? finish off that's been good it's been a long time I'm looking forward to trying after this to be honest oh, mate, yeah well I'm not looking forward to the two days after because I probably won't be able to move <laughs> sorry mate yeah I'm not looking forward to that I think we'll have a good session with Gloria so I think that's the main one um, anybody, oh if anyone wants to find you mate if, if you want them to where can find you I've only got an Instagram that's cool then, mate what's your just job.bolton on Instagram there if anyone wants any advice or anything they can uh, ask him I'm sure he'll help yeah, no, I'll, st- I'll, st- I'll still research fitness There's a lot that, that, that'll never leave me you never know, he might be back in fitness one day. So. Yeah, probably, probably will be at some point. It's going to be, it'll be inevitable. <laughs> um, obviously, we want to get some touch with me, Ludolester on Instagram, um, Spotify, Google Podcast. We'll be on YouTube soon as well. Just please like, follow, and share the podcast. Joe, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, good one, man.